Let's take a look at Moonshine Mountain, a film distributor in Charlotte, North Carolina. Dominant Pictures was the name of the company. Said the market could support a movie that was structured to be an updated Thunder Road. I think Robert Mitchum was in it, but had done gigantic business all through the South. And that's what he wanted, a movie that would do business all through the South. So most of Moonshine Mountain was shot in a little town called Bullock Creek, South Carolina. My partner, Dave Friedman, suddenly, as we were preparing this movie, moved to California. I didn't understand why Dave went to California. It changed my career because I became a one-man show rather than a two-man show. And then years later, we reconciled. He said we wanted to go back into the movie business where he had started, which was, of course, Los Angeles. Well, we built this gigantic fake whiskey still about 30 feet high, and the locals were convinced it was a real still. We would find people drilling holes in it to see if they could sap out some of the hooch that we were supposedly brewing inside there. We were under attack for a different reason for most of my movies. They wanted, they wanted the whiskey. Charles Lohr, actually Chuck we called him, who was quite an accomplished guitar player, played the lead. He was a country and western singer who decided to go back to his roots. Gordon Osheim, who in other movies I had made, used the name Adam Sorg, he was the heavy. Moonshine Mountain combines good old-fashioned country singing and good old-fashioned country action, and I hope you enjoy it. Once again, make clear that which most do not seem to understand. This podcast is marked as explicit, not because it offers a mature look into the world of topics not meant for the young or immature, but because it mucks about in very appalling, gormless, and tasteless filth whilst reveling in it. Cinebus Psyops aims to drag you down into the very same muck filled with sexual deviancy and decayed morality. They heap weekly praise on such filth while discussing the most base and animalistic urges, reviewing the lowest common denominator of low-grade trash ever considered film. When you look at the state of the world around you and you realize how little time you have left to be happy, do you you have left listening to cinema science.
cannot find this week's episode i'm your host court of this show cinema psyops this is week 404 that's 404 consecutive weeks of this fucking show and joining me all the way across the city of omaha is my co-host matt just reboot it it'll fix the problem trust me i'm in it i know yeah control f5 you should be fine yes you're gonna be good yeah yeah you'll you'll, you'll be okay yeah the episode will load there won't be a 404 error yeah everything's gonna be all right dude we are everyone stop panicking (laughs) we are barreling towards your nine man we have uh i know 12 episodes left 12 by the way good luck left. doing good, good good luck doing that twice in fucking a row that intro <laughs> yeah we'll see if i can do it so we're hitting the every two weeks we're gonna... if, you, if you can't just take just take this loop that you just did and put it in the next episode <laughs> you know i'm gonna have to perform that live for someone like yeah because it's it's getting to the point now where i'm holding it so long i'm sure people do think i'm looping it or that i'm cheating i i don't think so it sounds pretty clear that you're actually do it i'm just saying try to do it at twice in in one day uh well it's gonna I'm, be fun for you yeah i'm not yeah, gonna hurt. It's you'll not gonna have hurt. a great monday yeah it's not gonna hurt my voice that bad it's gonna be fine it'll be absolutely fine yeah i'm not that worried about it <laughs> you're doing great you're taking the jim henson approach to fucking your body right there <laughs> i think i have a cold i'll just take some aspirin <laughs> man you love that jim henson bit you just uh, love that, using that jim oh yeah now we got weird sounding muppet that's what you want 
are a weird sounding Muppet. Uh, we pretty much are weird sounding Muppets. We've already made that yeah. illusion last week that we were like Waldorf and what's his name. Cause yeah. Yeah. So we're trying to do something a little bit different in the show format. We're trying to give Matt his time back. Um, and so we're going to start recording every other week for Matt and I, but we're going to do two episodes a week. Now, yeah. unlike Beetlejuice, we will do two shows a night. Yes. Yes, we will do it. Uh, so, and no, no one worry, you're still going to get your weekly shows. It's just, we're going to be doubling up and doing them in the, in the same week. Yeah. And I will have, uh, some shows in canned episodes in case something happens where we're not able to do that, but we're kind of doing it a little bit different where next week I'm still doing the notes and we're still going to do a single episode and we're going to start canning some of these and, uh, trying to keep yeah. them fresh for the apocalypse. No, uh, we got a vacation coming up. <laughs> yes. Uh, it could be viewed as an apocalypse if you're not careful, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to another nation. We'll see how that works out. I'm going to be flying yeah. across the ocean soon. Um, you're never coming back. No, I'm going to be in Ireland. And, uh, luckily the, uh, whole May day thing is, I don't have to worry about that now because Walpurgis slash bell train has already happened. So, uh, the bountiful harvest has already been sacrificed by a virgin cop being killed. That's fine. Well, that's good then. I mean, <laughs> at least now there's something happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause fuck, what are we going to talk about in moonshine mountain this week? Fuck. Uh, we're going to talk about how good that moonshine looks. Time for me to get, you know, just wasted. Ooh. I mean, we need not to- just any wasted. I want to get, I want to get, uh, not just any wasted. I want to get Southern Hick wasted. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good, uh, a good story time thing. And I decided since we fucked up the last time we talked about what we would do for story time and then forgot by the time we got there, yeah. we should tell an experienced story with Moonshine because I know we both have them. So. Oh yeah. I, I've, I've got plenty of stories, so we're good there. Yeah. And uh, one of us, I'm not going to say who, may actually have uh, some knowledge of coming upon a still that was in the forest before. Oh, well, then uh, I already know who that is. (laughs) Way to spoil it for everybody. Like, like, oh, hold on. Let me, let me, uh, let me, uh, no, no, yeah, that totally could have been me. (laughs) All right, folks, we're going to just kind of get to the nitty gritty. We got two shows a day to start doing, and then on our off weeks, we're going to do one show still. So we're just going to start barreling through this shit. Plus, uh, I'm not going to lie to you, Matt. Uh, I can freely say that the quality of filmmaking for Herschel Gordon Lewis does drop once he loses David F. Friedman. The fun kind of goes out of it, and you Uh can see he's not trying as hard, is evidenced by both films that we're going to be covering in the near future for this week and next week and then the following weeks to come. I don't remember it ever really kind of coming out of that slump. It just kind of slides off in quality till he just quits making them. So <laughs> well, that's, yeah. that's, that's all of a sudden kind of sad. I know. I know it is. It's a bit of a bummer, but we decided to do this box set deep dive and we're going to have to make everyone suffer along with us. All right. So this week for the Pirate Radio edit, I have chosen all songs about moonshine and pretty much most of them are either country or bluegrass or a little bit of both. Uh, the only closest thing I could do is there's a rockabilly song when Gene Vincent and Eddie Cochran perform this live together actually it's the song I, I was about, Lightning. about to say I am very surprised you didn't uh, uh, do any one of the songs that were in the actual movie that's the main feed way to spoil it yes yeah, so on the main feed I'm going to pull the huh. songs actually out of the movie and try to use as many of those as I could because they were actually pretty decent the music in this yeah. is something to talk about for sure the singing the singing was something I'll tell you it was <laughs> pretty good all right well we're gonna go ahead and uh, get into the actual review here we're gonna play the legion patreon on and immediately after that we will have eddie cochran and gene vincent performing the song white lightning live on the pirate radio edit and when we come back we will do the review of moonshine mountain this will keep it quiet oh hi there i didn't see you you call me cutting a new show 
I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing, all the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room. As promised, Eddie Cochran and Gene Vincent performing White Lightning live, which is very much, very much about Moonshine, which is what we're going to be talking about with Moonshine Mountains. White Lightning! <laughs> All right. Moonshine Mountain. First 20 minutes, we open up uh, with a song. Nice little song. They're singing about Moonshine. It's good shit. About White Lightning. And it's 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 just good shit. It's good fucking music. People, don't, don't be hating on this fucking music. It's actually pretty fucking good. <laughs> hey, quick question for you, Matt. What is yeah. your favorite term for Moonshine? Which do you prefer to refer to it as? Hooch. It's always fun. Hooch is uh, a good one. Yeah. Hooch is good. Hooch. Sometimes just going by shine. Just shine. Okay. Wanted some shine. Yeah. That's not bad. Uh, those are probably my two favorites. Yeah. I like to refer to it as the way that it was made. So if it's purely corn moonshine, I would call it corn squeezins or mash. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And yeah. Then, yeah. Then, there's, All right. then the type mash of mash is another. I do like mash. Yeah. Another good one is well, mash. Yeah. And I like to use mash because it refers to how it was made and then the sort of flavor you get before the horrible burning sensation that happens from drinking shine like because you can have before a, you die yeah you can have a sour mash you can have a sweet mash you can have yeah. a oh my god did i just lose my sight because i drank this smash hey i no longer have night vision mash <laughs> <laughs> right we can move on now i just was curious oh yeah yeah yeah. anyway a newspaper lands claiming that a real famous folk singer is going to be stopping in town uh we see said famous folk singer get dropped off by an airplane. As he's leaving, he gets mobbed by reporters, and that is our first clip. Press release saying you were coming down. Uh, what brings Doug Martin, the great television folk singer, all the way down to this hill of country? Going to take some singing lessons? <laughs> or maybe it's just well, you just want to get away from that fancy girlfriend in her mink coat, and maybe find a new one and say, 
rabbit. <laughs> or, or maybe it's just one of them uh, publicity stunts. Doug, do you think folk music is a passing fad, or do you look forward to a lengthy career? Mr. Martin, are you going to play a club day in Nashville? I noticed you have a tape recorder there. Come record some of the sights and sounds around here, and maybe uh, swipe a few folks out. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, I, I can answer your questions very simply. I have come to this valley. Uh, I have come to this valley to. Uh, I have come to this valley to return to the people, as it were. I want to. Yes, I, I want to gather new songs to sing of the people, but more than that, I want to live with the folk, eat and sleep with them, get back to the real values. I want to want to relearn the simplicity of these ha pleasant, happy people, then I will have something worthwhile to tell with my songs. Don't you open at Carnegie Hall in about three weeks? Yes, then after that I go to Las Vegas yeah, for 13 yeah, weeks. I, I uh, guess you're anxious to get back to the simple life. <laughs> fortify yourself with all that glamour and money. <laughs> I uh, notice you don't have much luggage. Well, I intend to buy what I need from the folk. I will wear their clothing, eat their food. Yeah, yeah, I know. Sleep in their beds. Well, I guess you're anxious to be going. Well, well yes. Uh, yes, I have to be going. That is the first reporter I've ever seen that actually tells their subject they need to get moving and stop talking. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, listen, I, I think you're done. All right, we're getting out of here. Did you notice that the uh, guy that was performing our, our lead here flubbed his line about five or six times and then just obviously got them fed to him and then repeated it back? See, that's I thought that was supposed to be a whole thing about how mealy-mouthed and horrible he was at like dealing with people because he couldn't even remember what he was supposed to say, so he had to bring out his prepared statement. Yeah, I think. So I thought it was part of the movie. But now if you're telling me it was just a shit actor and so they actually literally just kept it in, that's even better. I'm pretty sure that he's just a shit actor. Um, the the grabbing his lines like where he's reading the statement, sure. But like he fucked up several times before he even read the statement. <laughs> it's, it's great. Uh, it felt like. That's it really just, was. I, I, that's, I'm, I'm probably wrong, but that just, you know, that's what I, it felt like. I hope you're not. I really hope you're right. Yeah. I think that's just for the best. So anyway, he drives away and stops at a rest stop and gets a drink and takes a piss. And there's these two old country boys and they're talking about like his fancy clothes and one really wants his jacket. So he, he leaves and as he's driving that guy stops him saying, oh, I got some smoke coming from retirement. When he looks the guy knocks him out and he exchanged jacks, jackets so it's not stealing. It's just uh, uh, trading. <laughs> At least anyway, that's how he justifies the guy it to leaves. himself. Yeah. yeah, the guy leaves and so the guy goes back to uh, the rest area and uh, that is our Next clip. Hit on the head, huh? I got hit on the head and I want to call well, the police. Well, son, I can't say as how the police could help you much. You say you don't know the guy who done it. Yeah. Yes, I did. It was a guy. And of... all he got was them peculiar looking clothes of yours. Nah, I wouldn't bother much about the police. All we got around here is the sheriff and old Hazel Potter. <laughs> he ain't much at solving things. All he wants to do is drink, have a good time. And you couldn't even buy old Ace a drink now, could you? Not no money. Hey, he got my money and he got my traveler's checks. They won't do him any good, but they won't do me any good either. 
But he did leave me his bugs. <laughs> Hell, sonny, they ain't worth nothing. Look, I've got to make a phone call. I don't even have a dime. Can you lend me a dime? I want to call Long Distance Collect, and I'll pay you back as soon as I get the operator. Well, stranger, I don't know. Well, I reckon I will. But I'm going to watch you and make sure I get it right back as soon as the operator lets go of it. Come on, I got that newfangled phone right in here in the store. Hello, operator. I want to make a, a call to New York City, please. Uptown 64419. I would like to make it person to person collect to Joe Warner. You got to what? <laughs> that Dora, she got a million things to do besides tend to the phone. What's she doing now? Got some ham on the stove? No, she said she had to go. Hello, hello. Yes, I want to call New York City, please. Uptown 64419. Mr. Joe Warner, collect. Person to per Yes, he'll accept the charge. I know how much it costs to call in New York. Just please put the call through, my God. I I'm sorry, I won't swear again. Dora, this is Harley. You give that dime back. You don't need it no longer, no how. You give me that dime back. I lent it to this here fella. Hello, Joey? Listen, I've been robbed. Yes. What? What's the name of this town, mister? Stewartsville. Stewartsville, Joey. Listen, as long as I'm here, I might as well go ahead and do my research. Yeah, I'll be staying... Wait a minute. Is there a hotel around here? Yeah, there's a hotel around down the road. Costs you $2 a night, though. Well, what's the name of it? The hotel. Joey, I will be staying at a place called the hotel. Uh, excuse me. The hotel. In Stewartsville, yes. Listen. Wire me a couple of hundred so I can pick up some essentials. Yeah, I want to get some Levi's and other clothes indigenous to the area. Yeah, right. Right. Oh, and uh, tell Della, uh, tell her something. I don't know, tell her. Oh, you make something up. Okay. 
I'll write you about it. Goodbye. Oh, man. He's like, I'll write you about it. Now leave me alone. <laughs> I'm, he's I'm already like, sick of being out with all these people. Well, he just got robbed. He's a little salty about it. I can't say I blame him. Yeah. I love the old guy that's like helping him out at the store. Like, <laughs> like this would feel like exploitation, except I have known people that are like the characters that are actually friendly to this guy and help him out. You know, like I know that this is like supposed to be like a Southern thing and all, but country folk are pretty yeah. much country folk no matter where you go they're they're very much like this you know and like these are the kind yeah, of folk that i grew up around <laughs> yeah you're not wrong this is kind of how it how it is i mean and not even just southern folk at any anything that can be considered country in any part of the world you know or you know at least in the united states yeah the uh sort of rarefied country accent that a lot of these folks are doing right now isn't even all that southern uh and you will have a little bit of a yeah. of, of a draw or a country accent because it's actually closer and it hasn't been changed to the way that the colonial folks that colonized spoke. Like, that's the style of English that they spoke. That's why the country accent is the draw that it is. It's strange that way, but it's true. <laughs> and you'll even hear a little bit of influence from some of the brogues from, like, a Scottish accent or some of the Irish that may have moved into the various areas as well. Uh, if it's countrified enough and it's been around to where it's just those folks talking to each other, I promise you their way of speaking and their manner of speaking doesn't change much and it does stay that old fashioned. It's weird, but it's true. Yeah. I mean, that's what it seems like. Uh, but I mean, it's just, it's the way these people talk. Uh, you can't really say much about it. Every place has an accent, except yeah. for right in the Midwest here. We we, we have nothing. I absolutely. <laughs> we are it. just blank fucking shit. <laughs> I absolutely love the bit with the guy demanding that he get his dime back, that he was only loaning it to the guy. And as soon yeah. as the collect call goes through, he wants the dime back. That, I mean, like, I should I- be said I wanted that dime. <laughs> it, it's, it should be irritating, but it's really kind of charming to me, and it reminds me of um, the stage play of Little Abner that I had seen done by a local community theater here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Alright, so he, he goes out about, he's walking, he kind of takes a break at the side of the road, just kind of hanging out when he hears singing. He goes to investigate, he finds the guy who took his jacket with his family singing. Well, there's more talking. That means that's our next clip. That's my coat. Ram? Ain't no cop no would steal no how. Ram, you told me you traded that coat off, no fella. I did, Pa. I swear I did. <laughs> I, I traded my coat for his. And, <laughs> pa, I didn't know he had all them fancy papers in the pocket. He got back. That seems fair enough. Not done it, stranger. <laughs> uh, yes, I reckon. Uh, I mean, I guess so. <laughs> May I, uh... May I listen to you sing? <laughs> Paul, he's got a guitar his own self. Reckon does he pick? You pick? Yes, I, I play a little. <laughs> Take that thing out of its shuck and let's hear you pick. <laughs> I'm Jib Cobden. These are my boys, Raph and Hutto, and my daughters, <laughs> Laura and Manlou. What's your name, boy? Uh, uh, Doug, uh... Doug Martin. Well, Doug Martin, you can look at our scenery later. <laughs> Come and sit with us a spell and let's hear you pitch. So just want to let everybody know that the scenery that he's talking about is his somewhat beautiful daughters, I guess you could say, and the fact yeah. that the dude is into it. But the way the father is talking about his own children as if they are just commodities, like they're corn mash, 
yikes. <laughs> yeah, it's not the best look, but it, uh, I guess it is what it is. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you know, fuck. <laughs> kind of fucked up, but it is what it is. God damn it. <laughs> it's yeah. not the most fucked up thing we've ever heard on this show, but it's still pretty bad. It's not the most fucked up thing we've witnessed because of Herschel Gordon Lewis this fucking last couple of weeks. Right? No, no shit. Um, all right. So then they all sing a song. It all goes really nice. And that's the end of the first 20 minutes. It's a nice <laughs> song, too. Pretty nice. Pretty beautiful song. Wouldn't have pictured you as being a fan of bluegrass, but I guess you're just like harmonization no matter what. Yeah, I, I don't really have a particular brand of music I'm a fan of. If uh, for some reason it gets my foot tapping, I like it. <laughs> All right, so I'm finding this movie way more charming than I should at this point. It's boring as fuck. Don't get me wrong. Um, this is a yeah, slog. It's to get a through. boring fucking movie. Yeah, but it is charming. Yeah, I, there's something that Herschel Gordon Lewis does where he finds a way to make even his most awful and disgusting characters be super engaging to the point where you can't stop watching them. And like I said, this movie, the subject matter is really not much of anything. It's just some rich asshole going and flying to a part of somewhere the deep south it's supposed to be to kind of absorb their culture and be able to utilize it and commodify it in such a way as to make and or steal their music that he may find there to enrich his own life and his career like that's literally what this guy's doing yeah <laughs> i mean it's kind of a gross yeah, I, mean, action. I, I, uh, I have nothing left i could say to that I'm like yet no court nailed that <laughs> <laughs> i mean i get what he wants to do is he's looking to find inspiration and he's bored with whatever's going on in his music career but really he He's just looking to steal their culture so he doesn't have to work so hard to write another album. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one could say you never know. This could be his culture as well. He just has been gone for so long. But uh, he's definitely there to find some inspiration probably for his next album yep. to make it sound still as folksy and as bluegrass as it has. If this were his folks, though, he should have family that were there and he should know how to get back there and he shouldn't be referring to them the way that he does. Well, I meant just maybe just Southern. Okay, yeah. But he's going yeah. like, he's going ultra Southern. He's going over Southerning on this. <laughs> he's, he, you over Southern. You, you way too much Southern. Yeah. You over Southerned in this one, my friends. You yeah, over Southern. You way over Southern. That's a, that's a fact. But, yeah, but again, I, uh, uh, I, I don't know how much of a cultural appropriation it is, but at the same time, uh, he's definitely trying to find whatever he had that he probably must have lost if he's coming out here to do this. It's the same level of appropriation of culture that Kid Rock is doing. Kid Rock is pretending to be this good old boy redneck Southern guy when he's actually this rich kid from the suburbs of Michigan who pretended to yeah, be Yeah, this motherfucker really, career. I think he's trying to make it a hat trick on how many different cultures he can appropriate. <laughs> I mean, he started out the worst way trying to appropriate, you know, people of colors, uh, culture and shit like that. Through the lens then of a redneck. he went yeah. like double, yeah, through the lens of a redneck. But still, it's then you're right. Then he went after redneck culture. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, he's just like, you know, from a trailer park, except for, you know, he's he's not. And he never has been. <laughs> That's literally what this music is. And he never will doing. be. His heart seems to be yeah. somewhat in the right place, though. Like we're, like you said, it seems like he, at least in convincing himself that he's doing this to get back to his roots, not just commodify a culture that he's somewhat lampooning the entire time he's there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it seems to me it's, it's, it's probably his roots, th this type of stuff. It is his roots, but at the same time, 
he has probably long forgotten his roots, for lack of a better term. He's been Hollywoodized too long. <laughs> yeah, that could be the case as well. Anyway, that's pretty much all we got to talk about, so let's move on. All right, the next 20 minutes, uh, a shot rings out, and he's almost shot, and everyone's like, well, what in the hell is that all about? And it's just the neighbors. They're just fucking around. Uh, they all go inside. There's more dialogue, so it's our next clip. Oh, you boy. Hope I didn't scare you too bad. See, I gotta keep my shooting eye already. And I don't never know when I might have to get off a fast shot at a federal man. <laughs> Ref, first time I saw you in that fancy damn coat, why I damn near shot you for a wild animal. <laughs> well, you better make that first shot good at fashion. <laughs> Duh. Did you ever see anything so ridiculous in your whole life as that? <laughs> uh, I, it looks like a fine jacket, but I, I guess it's not right for this country. <laughs> Old Dougie had one good life then when he came out this way. And when he realized that we're out of place, he done gave it a... Well, he traded it away for something more fitting. Didn't you, Dougie boy? <laughs> what, did he, Dougie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo-wee! We got to take this youngin over to your ma's and see if she'll fix some bills for the bunch of us. You know, all this commotion done made me hungry. And I'm getting sick of man who's cooking. You stick around here, Dougie boy, and I'll marry you all to one of my daughters. <laughs> <laughs> We'll head down to the barn. I reckon you could do us a favor. 
You know, Laura, she don't like none of these country boys. I reckon if you would do us a real big favor and escort Laura to the ball dance. <laughs> I reckon I can do you that favor. Ooh. Hey, Pa, I got me the new spark coat now and everything. Can I take Angeline to the barn dance? Well, I reckon you better ask Miss Banshee. <laughs> no point in asking me, Rap Carpenter. I ain't ready to have Angeline get married yet. And your pa ain't ready to have you killed yet. <laughs> you take Angeline to that bomb then. What are some of bomb to happen? <laughs> oh, it's I go ahead and take a rest. But if you should be out of my sight for ten seconds, they'll be coming too. Good Lord. Yeah. Well, if I had to hear it, so did the rest of you. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. So, uh, well, then we have the bar dance, and that seems like everything's good fun. And uh, after, during the bar dance, um, Sheriff shows up, uh, and he's just kind of wanting to check out the party. And then he sees Doug there, and he's like, hey, you're not from your stranger, and he wants to shoot him because he doesn't trust strangers. Uh, and so then they're like, hey, you prove it so he sings and plays the guitar and other people dance and everyone has a good time the sheriff is pretty well and happy that he's not a fed and that he is just a, a singer as he says uh they all head home and they give the man some shine and that is our next clip I'll stay as long as you let me stay. Poor doggie. The jug's empty. Huh? The jug's empty. Nobody gonna stay unless we get some more. Let's get some lightning, doggie. Oh, and we could have shown you shoot off your rifle gun like you shoot off your mouth, you may have good shit. Don't worry, boy, you all right. Come on, let's all go. It's time we started cooking anyhow. I know this isn't a horror movie, but I feel like they're going to cannibalize him at any minute. You feel like that's coming, right? Uh, so that's what I was waiting for the whole fucking time. <laughs> so they take him up back. They show him this gigantic still. It's just fucking huge. And they, they're like, woo. And then they get him hammered and he passes out. And that's the end of that 20 minutes. <laughs> so there's a budding uh, romance with him and one of the daughters of uh, our main farmer guy now. That's nice for him. Uh and he got to see where the still came from and get just wasted. 
like, I wonder if they're just being super polite just because they're being super polite or if, like, they got an inclination of who he is, right? No, they're just super polite because they're super polite. <laughs> Although we will find out one knows who he is and that's it. But I don't think that's that doesn't go for the rest of them. Yeah, they're very hospitable. They're letting him stay with them. And, I mean, it's weird the whole, like, he stole my coat and then, like, he just gives all the contents of the coat back. And then because the guy's, like, trying to be a part of their culture, he's okay with the whole jacket swap thing. But, like, that's still robbery. Like, just because you give someone the jacket you don't want anymore and you steal theirs doesn't mean it's an even trade, especially if you lay them out by hitting them on the head with something before you do it. That's still robbery. Yeah, that's that's, that's a thievery. Um, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that is a thievery. Yeah, it's just a polite thing to do to leave someone with a coat, at least still, you know? I, I don't know. But Oh, uh, yeah, okay, I don't know. Th- so they don't know what his traveler's checks are either because he says something about fancy sheets of paper and things. Yeah, yeah. So they don't even know like anything. They don't know traveler's checks. They they don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're pretty far out there in the country yeah. and everything. And in the 60s. Which is not bad. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that in the 60s that I could see where they wouldn't have as much information about this stuff, especially if they never left yeah. where they're at. I mean, they just now got a telephone because the guy's calling it a newfangled thing. So yeah, yeah. They called it a new these newfangled phones. <laughs> right. And he's the only place in town that has it other yeah. than the hotel, yeah. I would suppose. Yeah, that's exactly how it sounds. So I mean, yeah, you know, uh, it just sounds like there's a there's a lot of shit going on. But so somehow, they're, they're just in a very Yeah, somehow there's still an airport here that this guy can get dropped off at that people will recognize him and interview him. Like he drove out from whatever city he was at and he had to drive for quite a while before he got here. You you think yeah. you know he would have had somebody check it out before he goes to live there or made some kind of prior arrangements. I don't know. It just this guy doesn't seem like a strong thinker to me. No, this guy is definitely a candidate to end up in a wrong turn movie, is what he's looking for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I would think. That'd be like, all right, well, I guess this guy just wants to die. <laughs> but no, it's he, kind of weird. He's uh, unbelievable. <laughs> Why do you want to die, sir? Yeah, he's unbelievably lucky. What's going like on in your turn. life? Yeah, including drinking. He, he's the failing up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Around around a bunch of strange men who are just grabbing you, and then you pass out. I'm just saying, the guys guess particularly lucky like maybe not even like they're gonna eat him but he's very lucky he did turn into like a well we got our new concubine Yeah, some really, really odd choices that this guy makes, but he just kind of like just slides on through like everything's safe. And yeah. what if he had enough stage fright to where the guy wasn't convinced he was just a guitar playing a fed and shot him anyway? And by yeah, the way, you, how is this cop okay with shooting feds? Like, how is he getting away with that? That's what I want to know. Well, uh, it, it's the country and there's in when you're in the country, especially in the deep south, there's only the, the most evil thing in the world, obviously, is the feds. All right. That's all I can think. <laughs> Whatever, we can move on. All right, the next 20 minutes, homeboy wakes up and he is hung the fuck over. As you should he, uh, be. No one should ahead. drink that much fucking moonshine. If you ever tell me how to live my life again, we're going to have some real fucking problems. All right? I do what I do. Don't you fucking worry about it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> I mean, don't don't judge me or kink shame me. Stop butt chugging moonshine and I'll stop judging you. What I say to you is I'll butt chug all I want. Yeah, that's going to be a clip. All right. Anyway, <laughs> he gets up and he gets he gets down to the lobby and we see the manager is having a complaint with the sheriff. And that's our next clip. I don't exactly know what's happening, but this is the third time in six months. This fella Price checked in last night. Then about 630, he walks out and he ain't been back yet. 
He ain't paying bill and he ain't here. There's been phone calls for him all day. And when I tell the man on the other end he ain't here, he says that's ridiculous. And Sheriff, it's Washington calling. And I don't mean Joe. Now, now, Zero, you you just got to be patient. And when I the... try to get him to leave a message, they got sort of nasty. So I just hang up. What the hell, Sir Nickel? Yeah, well now, Zero, I wouldn't. You wouldn't, but I got a business around here. The Lord himself knows these fancy dance from Washington checking in, but disappearing without paying their bills. Hell, I got more luggage around here than a store. Now, I, I will look into it. Now, just take it easy. If there's anything to find out, I'll find it out. Listen, Agent, don't you want to buy one of them suitcases? Oh, that burnt. What's the matter? Somebody leave without paying his bill? Yeah, third time it's happened. Funny thing, too. And one of them fellas from Washington. I ain't gonna rip nobody else from Washington room. They get lost every time. Say, mister, you wanna buy some luggage? No. For what I have with me, I don't need luggage. Well, say, Mr. Martin, got a phone call for you a while back. I took down a number and you spoke to call back. It's from the long distance. Thank you. Hello, Miss Dora. Are you free now? Can you get me operator 21 in New York, please? Yes? Well, operator, it's about time. Douglas? Darling, I've been worried sick. Where are you? Stewartsville? Where in the hell is that? Oh, you're in hell, all right. For how long? Oh, Douglas, you must have lost your mind totally. Well, if you think I'm going to sit up here and go stark raving mad, you've lost your mind. I will not. I will not, you idiot. Well, you can just do your precious material gathering until the cows come home. And you're, you're just in the one place to see them do that. Well, forget it, Buster. You can just take your precious guitar and... I hope Miss Dora didn't hear that. Okay. Oh, she heard it and she liked it. Wouldn't All be right. an operator in the 60s so, otherwise. Yeah, right. Uh, anyway, so then he goes off and he meets the farmer's daughter who he went to the dance with. And uh, she's like, well, I, sh you know, I guess it's okay for you to know now that they're all out back making shine. And uh, he's like, do you ever want more out of life? And she's like, hey, I love my dad. That he sends, you know, he makes enough money with the moonshine that he, he sent me to, uh, he, he said he, she gets sent to college every fall. So she goes to college and everything. Then he's like, well, what are you going to do if you want a fella? And they embrace it. Oh, by the way, she also says she knows who he is. So she knows that he's a famous singer. And then they embrace and make out. After that, it cuts to, he gets back to the hotel and his main lady is there. And that is our next clip. Well, sweetheart, I, I just talked to you on the phone in, in New York this morning. Why, Douglas, darling, I just hopped on one of them newfangled airplanes and hopped on down to see you all. 
It don't take hardly no time at all nowadays to chuck up on a complete idiot. And just where in the hell have you been? I've been sitting around this godforsaken dump since 7 o'clock. I need a drink, and this baboon behind the desk tells me that Stewartsville is dry. Didn't say it was dry, lady. I said the sheriff wouldn't allow none of that foul stuff brought in. Della, you could have let me know I'm sorry, but I've been busy all day collecting material. Material? Material? What kind of material? Mattress sticking? Now, what kind of remark is that? You know I... Oh, I know you and your methods of research, Dr. Martin. Well, you... You have more horns than a herd of rhinoceroses. Rhinoceri. What? Rhinoceri, that's the plural, not rhinoceroses. You stay out of this, you old mountain goat. Della, I, I hope you didn't fly down here just to fight. I, I came down here just in time, it seems, to save you from the clutches of some hot-blooded hillbilly tramp. Huh? Then don't worry about how I know or what I know, because a woman's intuition is seldom... Seldom within 50 miles of the truth. If you think... What I think, Doug Martin, is that if you're not on a 1247 flight with me back to New York, that you and I can just forget the whole thing. Then we can just forget the whole thing because I'm not going back until I get what I came after. Oh, you mean more of what you just got, don't you? Give her hell, mister. You keep out of this pinhead! Della, I'm enjoying myself too much to let you push me around, so okay, let's forget it. Here, Mr. Folk Music USA. No, on second thought, I believe I've earned this. Maybe I can hop it to cover my trip down and back. Happy hunting, Douglas. So she seems nice. Yeah, she seems like a real sweet lady. Everything's, uh, I don't understand how you let a real peach like that go. But, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who am I? No, I'm nobody special anymore. The lady leaves and the sheriff watches her leave. And he's like, ooh, happy hunting. And he follows her. Well, he pulls her over. There's more talking. So it's obviously her next clip. Cool. Why, you stupid farmer, you ran me right off the road. Yeah, yeah, young lady, we got laws around these parts, <laughs> even if a quiet young thing like you breaks them, but, but I, I'm afraid I've been elected by the people to enforce them. What particular law of yours did I break? I wasn't going too fast, or did I Well, have... well, well, no, it, it don't matter just what law it was, does it? I, I mean, you know I wouldn't have stopped you for no reason. So why, why don't you just slide over a little and, and let me check you out comfortable-like? Yeah, I gotta check you out. Do you want to see my driver's license? Hmm? Yeah, yeah, I reckon so. You, you got one? Well, of course. Miss Della Lawrence. From the big city of New York. <laughs> well, well, now, it ain't every day we get any lawbreakers from way up there. Will you tell me what law I've broken? I I wasn't speeding. Will you give me a ticket yeah, and let well, me go? Yeah, yeah. Now, 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 uh, Miss Della, you see, being as how that we don't have the judge at our beck and call, why, why, it may take him a few days before he can hear your case, and, well, if and I gotta give you a ticket, why, 
Why, it just might make you miss your plane. How did you know I had to... The light dawns. Well, Mr. Sheriff, since you know I have a plane to catch, you must know I have any intention of hanging around here. So, with a little cash, as a bond, of course... Well, why, Miss Dana, why, you done hurt me in my civic pride. Yeah, well, I, I, I wouldn't accept no cash bribe. Okay, Sheriff. I get the pitch. Well, whatever it is you want, I guess I'm in your clutches. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I, I know just the place where you can post your bond. Well, anything to uphold justice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drive on? Yeah. That's not fucking gross. No, that's pretty fucking terrible. Uh, but I mean, what are we gonna expect from this guy? This guy doesn't seem like he's the uh, you know best person in the world. So, <laughs> no, he is basically the next guy to take over the ring and scum of the earth after those guys all die. Yeah, yeah, exactly, uh, pretty much. So, uh, anyway, he leads her away into the woods, and uh, you know, apparent uh, probably to get you know cozy. Uh, we then cut to the sheriff is uh, walking up uh, to the main family that we met and he says he wants to warn them there are more feds coming and apparently they're missing the other feds and they don't know you know where uh, they went so uh, they're all like oh shit well better you know find out what's going on and he's like don't worry you guys just lay low I'll I'll handle everything but you have to uh, you, know, let, you know you just have to trust me and lie low I'll take care of this uh Blah blah blah. So uh all right. later on the sheriff meets with some guys telling him, Hey, you know, let's let's get everything ready. It seems they're getting ready. As he's standing there, the the farmer's blonde daughter, who's a little off, uh runs past him and he chases her and drags her into a chicken coop. Presumably he's going to rape her. So thanks, movie. That's pretty fucking disgusting. Well, they have to establish just how evil this fucking guy is. So Yes, exactly. Uh anyway, later on the sheriff is meeting with the feds, and that is our next. Yeah, Mr. Wilson, Mr. Bentley, I, I don't know, but all I can say is that my men are working on it this very minute. Because it could be that your men got tired of working and took off without giving any notice. The department told us to come down here and not to come back without positive knowledge of their whereabouts. It's hardly likely that three men would just decide to quit. We're convinced something happened to them. So, you're welcome to come along. We're going to fine-tooth the whole area. We've already questioned the man at the hotel. No help there. Tried to sell us some luggage. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, old Zero, he probably got the story confused, you see. He he, he just a little bit mixed up there in the head, you know. And besides, I... Here comes my deputy now with a report. That's the deputy? I told you! My man just got word for one of your boys just might be found. Now, we can go out and Well, now, now, Miss Bentley, we are just going to have to hope for the best. Now, my, my, my deputy don't know for sure, but, well, let's get on out there and we find out what's going on. So, uh, they take the feds out, and while they're all out in the fields searching, the deputy knocks both the men out. As he's dragging them away, our main character, Doug, and his lady, they come by, and the sheriff's like, no, you, the feds are in there. You guys got to get out of here right now. This is too dangerous. So they leave, and but before he runs off, he sees his ex's shoes out there. Well, anyway, the deputy stomps 
stomps on the feds' faces, killing them, and then dumps them into the still to dispose of their bodies. That's the end of that 20 minutes before we go into the final 20. Okay, why would no one on this earth ever dump a human body into a still to get rid of the body? Why would that not happen, Matt? Uh, I do not know. You need to explain it to me, Mr. Wizard. The corn mashings and stuff, yes, it needs to ferment and everything, but you don't put meat in there. You wouldn't put meat in there. You're ruining it. No, I could be bad. Yeah. <laughs> I could see maybe if they had like a fire chamber that was big enough to house a body, just tossing it in there because the fire chamber has to keep going to keep the still operating. You have to keep heating it. And uh, a human body would burn if they had that big of a still, that little inferno they needed to toss in there to make it work. Yeah. That would do it. But he's tossing it right in the liquid part. And I just, no one would do that. Like you're ruining the mash for multiple reasons, right? Like, yeah, it doesn't seem like that would make it very good tasting moonshine. Not that moonshine. It's great tasting, but you know what I mean. Right. I mean, and clearly people who make moonshine are not all that worried about, you know, just how bad it might actually be for you anyway, but no one would do that. Yeah. No, one, no one would put a carcass no. in there. It would contaminate the mash for sure. And if anything, it would lower the alcohol content, lower its ability to be able to produce a good strong amount of shine. And no one wants weak shine and no one wants weak shine that tastes like dead fed. Well, someone might want yeah, no weak one shine wants that the... tastes like dead fed, maybe. maybe. But I don't. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's just... No, I got you. When I first saw it, I didn't understand what they were doing. Yeah, but clearly whoever wrote this doesn't know how moonshine actually works, which makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) We can move on. Yeah, I mean, they just, they're just, they're just doing whatever they want. Just try to get through this fucking movie. Yeah, we can, we can move on so that we can also just get through this fucking movie. Yeah, right. They cut back to Doug and uh, his lady friend and they're talking and that is our next ultra short clip. I made it even shorter. That was Della's shoe. Was that your girl? She was here and we we had a fight and I told her I was I've got to get into town and make a phone call. I've got to call New York. Doug? And that's it. <laughs> uh, as he leaves, the deputy follows him. He hears that the lady never made it back to New York. The, as the guy calls New York, Doug calls. Uh, deputy listens and never made it back. He's talking to the farmer and all the other guys. And they're like, well, I think the sheriff's, they're all thinking the sheriff's up to no good. They're like, we'll press him for answers. See if we can, you know, find out something. But all the while they're talking, the piece of shit deputy's listening. And he goes back and he tells the sheriff. And the sheriff tells the deputy that he'll need help killing the dudes. So you have to dig some graves and he knows one of them is his brother but he said that's fine he goes I have this ring which was the ring the lady was keeping he goes you can ask that other girl to marry you but I'll give you the ring when you you know kill the people so we kind of know what happened to that lady nothing good oh yeah this this guy's killing pretty much everybody that comes to town and is essentially threatening to his personal still and he wants to hurt this family because he's boss hog and they're still essentially yeah that's kind of what I uh, that's exactly what seems to be happening yeah then we go back to the farm that is our next clip is she all right she never got back to new york something must have happened to her here yo jim oh father ain't up to no good and pa sheriff father took mary lou out behind a chicken coop and pa knows what he done to her oh a rascal at least you could have asked me first. That Mary Lou is a funny gal. There ain't no telling how she'd take that. If she was a captainess, she likes it. <laughs> I wonder where Luther is. You know that boy ain't riding ahead? 
a bag of trouble staying out this late. Oh, that, that, that's got uncommon good taste. <laughs> now, we, we, we got to get them all together. Can't get them one at a time. They get us first. Hey, I got an idea. Come on, Lucy, let's you and me go to the office. I'll tell you about it. Show us fine vittles, Miss Badger. You know, <laughs> you cook like an angel. You know, I was just thinking, us and I both alone and... Alone? <laughs> All these lunatics <laughs> around. <laughs> and there comes another one now. Lucas at the steel's on fire. Do is get some shovels and axes and get on over there and put it out. Angeline! Miss Bashman, you come too. We're gonna need all the help we can get. Laura, where's Mad Lou? Back at the cabin, Pa. Well, go on, fetch her. Take the shortcut. Go through the dry run. Bring some shovels and axes. Doug, you go along with her. Give her a hand with those axes. All right, now get our house along. Come on. Hurry up. Come on. Jesus, things went weird and dark fast in this movie. They really did. So they all get to check the still, but there's just a little fire next to the still. Like uh, like somebody set up a campsite. Uh, They cut to the other two grabbing Mary Lou. Uh, Back to the the still, and we see the deputy and the sheriff are getting ready to light a stick of dynamite to blow them all up. But they've got to wait for the other two to get back. And as they're waiting, the other two with Mary Lou find him getting ready to do what he's going to do and they warn everybody and so then they kind of chase the chair- sheriff he gets up to the uh, uh on top of the still the deputy's like hey you were gonna kill my girl the one i love and he shoots the deputy in the face uh they all got him up there mary lou sneaks up behind him with an axe hits him in the back with the axe he falls over into the still and dies um as they walk away the dynamite catches again from the fire and blows up the entire still and this leads to our final clip. Oh, what a mess. Now what are we gonna do? Oh, it'll be all right. I'll get you a good lawyer. And it was Potter's gun that killed Luther. Besides, he's been bragging all over town it was his still. And I've got his confession down on this. We'll call the police. Ain't nothing to worry about, no matter what he says. <laughs> Good mash, too. Would have made good whiskey. I sure hate to see old Doug Martin go. He wasn't a bad fella for a Yankee. And he sure kept us out of a lot of trouble, too. Yeah, sure did. <laughs> old Potter didn't make out so pretty good at that inquest. Yeah, you got it right. That ain't quick. Father deserved it. He was a father. You know, I think Mary Lou's getting better. It's high time, too, because time law goes back to school. I sure hate to see the expression on old Doug's face when he opens up that guitar case, because... I traded him my old one for his new one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ralph, you shouldn't ought to have done that. Why? Because he up and give Laura that pretty new ring Miss Basham found on Lucy. <laughs> Bet it cost every bit of ten bucks. Where is Laura, anyway? I don't know. Ray, she down there with Angeline. We ought to get on down there anyhow. Marlon cooked up a big batch of greens, and we're going to have a big slam of that Virginia ham that old Ralph found in the back of that tourist's car. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 16 horses couldn't keep me away from your mom's cooking. Yeah, <laughs> let's get on over there. <laughs> I'd marry up with her in a minute if it wasn't having you very young enough. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Anywho, then the TV comes on at Ma's house and they watch some singing. A guy comes in and Doug had set them up to get their electric set up for the house. Then they watch the news about Doug and Laura getting married. Uh, they drink whiskey. Uh, then they are all sitting at a table and they drink some whiskey that Doug had said to them, but they don't like it. They're going to rebuild it still. Mary Lou comments how she likes the label. Roll credit. <laughs> My part of this is done. Fuck off. <laughs> Although I did like the music. Uh, so And that they shot an actual plantation land, apparently. Yeah, I, I forget where they said that they shot. South Carolina. Yeah, somewhere in South Carolina. That makes sense. Um, so this is supposed to be an update of the movie Thunder Road, which is about a guy who delivers or drives moonshine from the deep south to up north somewhere and then has like gallons and gallons of it specifically in his car. He's got the souped up machine that, you know, barrels down this Thunder Road and that's where he's delivering it in. And the feds are trying to get him and all the time, but he has a, he has like this set up to where even if they do get him pulled over, uh, he can dump the payload and all this other stuff. And it's, it's like sort of action packed and it's, you know, it ex explains the culture that brought NASCAR about. Because essentially the moonshiners that were running from yeah. the cops with these souped up cars on these back roads doing all this fancy driving ended up one to compete to see who had the better car and before long the circle track stuff got started and there you go uh that's how nascar got started is for moonshining um <laughs> yeah i knew that part yeah. if you watched dukes of hazard ever in your life and you're a kid you knew that yeah yeah that's another thing that dukes of hazard portrayed was although the flag on top of the car makes it really hard to watch the well, well, yeah let's, let's say i mean i'm not i'm not saying they're already good i'm just saying as a kid before you realized what kind of shit was going on <laughs> That's fair. That That's uh, fair. you even knew that they were talking about Moonshine. So yeah, but Moonshine Mountain feels like he was trying to take a crack at Little Abner, but you know was too still too Herschel Gordon Lewis with it. Uh, the gore's on point. That scene where the feds get their heads stomped in is pretty gruesome, man. Yeah, it is. Um, like I was going through this. I'm like, all right, something's gonna happen because there has to be. This isn't just gonna be some tour through Moonshine Country for this guy, and we just watch it. There's gonna be some problems here, and sure enough, that the sheriff was problem and yeah you got gruesome there and i was like, all right well this is kind of what i was waiting for i guess i kind of was like oh i wonder if they're just going to torture this guy and then anybody comes looking for him but no it's just the sheriff being a dick <laughs> yeah and it's really loose on plot like this feels a lot more like in the blood feast vein where herschel had to do this on his own so it feels like he just kind of threw it together and didn't worry too much about a script and just found a way to make it all come together you know like it doesn't it's real well, loose I mean, plot listen uh, we're in a time we're in a post-script society. We don't need it. 
All right. You don't need no goddamn scripts. Yeah. Well, I'm done. We could we could move on to story time and stop talking about this. I'm absolutely fine with that. So uh, I mean, there wasn't much more to talk about, really. It's uh, 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 as we said, it's pretty scenery, good music, and uh, not much of a story. Yeah, and the restoration on this was really rough because they didn't have a lot. Oh of yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna. There were a if, few. You, uh, there were a few clips I didn't do that yeah. I wanted to do, but the the sound was horrendous. Yeah, a lot of his films, unfortunately, don't have a lot of surviving materials, so they did the best they could with this arrow box set that we're covering from, and uh, a lot of it is actually like some of the old VHS tapes is all that was left for a lot of these things, and those are even fucked up too. So it is what it is. Let's wow, uh, let's move amazing. on and do a story time here. We're gonna play the Stanley Brothers right. with Mountain Dew on the Pirate Radio Edit, and when we come back, we will have our story time. Well, I wanna be a star dog, and I wanna be your man. How do you let me be a solid dog? Well, let me be a solid dog, I don't wanna be your man. How do you let me be a solid dog? Well, I'm down in the corner with a low down blue, great big hole in the bottom of my sheet. How do you let me be a solid dog? Good old Mountain Dew, and them that refuse it are few. <laughs> I love it. Love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering if you like this music because it's about moonshine or if you just like the music. I just kind of like the music. It's not even having to be about moonshine. I, I don't know why. Uh, this kind of, yeah, bluegrass type stuff, I've always kind of had a soft spot for it. Well, I pick the stuff because I like it too, and uh, there may be a reason for that in our story time. All right, so uh, basically the framework I think we should use is uh, stories with our experiences with moonshine or that revolve around moonshine in some way, shape, or form. Uh, You got one, you can go first, or I will. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I got one. Let's do it. All right, so I lived in the South for a brief moment in time. The northern part of the South, but still what you would call the South anyway. And while down there, I uh, discovered how you can make a bastardized version of uh, apple pie moonshine. Uh, So I obviously, when I moved back to the greater uh nebraska area uh and uh we were having friends over i made a batch of apple pie moonshine for people to uh drink and uh the one thing i uh, did not realize or we did not tell people not to do is not to uh make it your main drink be something you do shots of or shit like that uh you try to make this your main drink and it's gonna go poorly but we didn't and it went poorly uh and i mean by poorly it was a lot of fun but i mean i'm telling you the next 
next morning, my living room, I'd never had that many people passed out in my living room before. It was insane. The amount of people who couldn't drive home because just that shit will tank you fucking silly. I passed out though. So I don't remember anybody not going home. So I woke up the next morning and I went out into my living room and uh, a small two bedroom apartment at the time. And yeah, it was just horrendous. Just, I'm like, there's too many people. What are all you people doing here? <laughs> yeah, I can handle it though. I That's the problem with me though. I just become a mean drunk, but I'm lucid the entire time and standing up and walking around and it's a little weird. Yeah, well, it's all right though. <laughs> Everything's 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 fine. Uh, <laughs> Your apple pie moonshine is like whenever I make a zombie mixed drink. My zombie mixed drinks will ruin people's lives. They will make decisions they regret yeah. forever on my zombies. Like you, like your yeah, apple now, pie moonshine. Yeah, yeah. Now it comes disclaimer. It's like, listen, don't just fucking do not make this your main drink, or else you're gonna tell somebody something they don't want to hear. Uh, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna say things you don't actually mean, or maybe you do, but you're just not wanting to say right now just trust me it's none of it's going to be good for you your life will be full of regret and woe if you drink either my zombie or matt's apple pie moonshine yeah. as a full-fledged drink for the most of the night yeah. yeah yeah not just having fun but just full-fledged oh this is what i want to drink for the rest of the night and be like well all right man i mean whatever funeral you want to go to is that's on you yeah it's not our fault we're both really capable of making a pan galactic gargle blaster uh pan galactic gargle blaster i think is how it's pronounced yeah from <laughs> yeah there you go yeah yeah, from uh, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which is uh, essentially like having your brain smashed out with a gold brick wrapped around a slice of lemon or <laughs> wrapped around with a slice of lemon, something like that. I think it is because of how expensive it is. Yeah, we both make hardcore liquor drinks. Okay, so my moonshine story. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm not sure which one I should tell because I've got so many, but um, I can tell you about the time that uh, I came across the still. <laughs> <laughs> like an actual oh, right. operational still in my childhood. All right, so there's a there's a spot um that's it's okay, so the road that I lived on as a kid dead-ended and a farm and it was a pig farm and it was humongous. It uh. took up like a good portion of the valley-ish area that um where I was um living at, at the time. And uh, on the other side of this pig farm, there was like like a small piece of forest land or like a tract of forest land, but it ran like the, between two farms essentially. So it was like not very wide or not super wide but it was between two farms and then there was like a river there uh and then a third farm so it kind of like cut all three but it was this small track of land between the two but it adjoined on the third farm and i was walking around through the woods and just being a dumb kid uh, because when you're bored and you live in the middle of nowhere you go fuck off in the woods that's what you do like that's how you yeah i mean that's uh yeah that's what that's you do. it makes sense yeah that's, that's yeah and that's, that's all you do yeah, yeah what, i know that for a fact where else are you going to find porn stashes because that's where people would stash their porns in the woods because no one would find it but kids found it and took it all the time it happens it's a thing it even happens in britain apparently that's how you find your your porn is stashed in the woods anyway um in this small spot like where the river is between these three farms where it's like basically like nebulous as to whose land it actually is while i'm walking around on on in this small tract of forest land is where i come across to still which is now thinking about it as an adult is fucking genius because it's there's yeah. three different farms and who's to say who's it actually whose land it's on and of the three of them which one of them put it there right and it's accessible Possible deniability for everyone involved right and it's accessible next to this like river which isn't like it isn't huge but it's enough to where uh if you built yourself like a little mini barge you could probably float down it you know what All i'm right. saying yeah so either the person that was running the still had got there through that river with like a little mini like you know like thing that he could float in or out of or would get 
access it through walking through the woods like I did, because this little strip of woods connects to a bigger patch of woods that uh, my property butts up against when I was a kid. So I was fucking around in all of these woods and I didn't want to leave the trees and I stuck in this little patch and that's where this still was. And it was operational because it was hot. There was fire up underneath it. It was still going and there was nobody around it. And I did what I was taught to do. Turn the fuck around and get the fuck away from that still as soon as possible. (laughs) Go away from the still. Yeah, because if you're there, you're assumed to be either trying to bust them or trying to steal from them, which is what Herschel Gordon Lewis talked about was happening to them. People were drilling holes in the still trying to, you know, siphon off some liquid to get drunk off of, thinking that they could get some of the mash. Yeah. And, you know, that does happen. What's wrong with that? (laughs) Yeah. And this is, uh, this was my, I found a still that's butted up on these three different uh, farmers' land and who knows whose it is and how it's operational, if they were sharing it, what's going on, or if it's even still there. But yeah, that's uh, that's how I found a still as a kid. <laughs> that's the, that's hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah. Love uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last thing that I want to basically state is uh, the best way to deal with moonshine, in my opinion, is to find a fruit of your liking. Uh, for me, it's cherries, preferably cherries, because it does a much better job and you can also dump the juice that's in the jar with them or can or whatever. And uh, so basically get two jars and get your moonshine in there to where you can dump in a can of cherries, juice and all, or your favorite jar of peaches or whatever it is, um, juice and all. And then you cut it with that. Then you bury it, that jar sealed up. You got to do a mason jar. Bury it real deep, like real, real deep, like where the ground starts getting cold again deep for days and days and days and days. And then consume the fruit and then drink the liquor and it will be so much tastier and get you super fucking drunk. Um, That's how you deal with moonshine. That's the best way to be able to consume moonshine if it's too much of a burn for you while you drink. Hey, listen, I need to uh, end the show because I got to do some things now. So um, (laughs) I'll talk to you later. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Bury it real deep, real deep when the ground starts getting cold for days. Listen, I I got... Listen, I got to get, uh, listen, I got, I got, I, I, I got more important things to do than the show. So, uh, I quit now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go ahead and end this show. So Matt can apparently start <laughs> using that recipe that I described to him. <laughs> I, 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 no, I, no, that, that has nothing to do with that. I wouldn't drink any of your dirty moonshine. It's something else. We're going to end something the, else. We're going to end the show so you can get that taken care of. So going to play the ending Legion promo. And then Ooh. after that, we're going to have the old crow medicine show with bootleggers boy and we'll close out this fucking show if you enjoyed this show then make sure you check out the other great shows on the legion podcast network like cinema psyops cinema beef devour the podcast duncan and Bo come correct exploding heads horror movie podcast friday the 13th get slayed the hell Ming power hour hello this is the doom show hero hero ghost show kill the cast underwater kaiju from outer space jerry hates action legion after dark metal health obsessive cinema discourse pick six movies the podcast by the cemetery the podcast on haunted hill the psycho semantic podcast rick radio house of wax dude looks like the 80s rabbit and red radio the shade cast short bus cinema two drink minimum commentaries the vd clinic who will survive horror podcast and which versus the doomsday clock with such a widespread of shows there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.
died in the mill pond. She died in the mill pond. She died in the mill pond from standing on her head. Go tell Aunt Rhody. Go tell Aunt Rhody. Go tell Aunt Rhody. The old gray goose is dead. The one she's been saving. The one she's been saving. The one she's been saving to make a feather bed. All right, so that is Bootlegger's Boy by Old Crow Medicine Show, as I promised you. And now we're at the point where we can close out the show so that Matt can now start doing that fruit, fruit juice mashup. <laughs> I never said I was doing it. Shut <laughs> up. Anyway, how deep again? Until the it's cold? Until the ground it's starts cold. getting right, cold right, again. Right, yeah, right. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, nice yeah, and Yeah, fun. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for how long do I keep it down there again? Not that I'm doing it. Just, you know, at I was just least three doing days. history and shit. At least three days. At least three days. Yeah. All right, Cole, slow down. Slow down. Writing this down at least three days. Not because I'm going to do it, but just, you know, because I'd like sure, to be informed. You want to make sure it's a nice mason jar that holds a seal real good because you're going to be burying it. And if what it breaks or anything. I got, I, got, I, got, I got all the mason jars. Don't worry. Good Lord. Do you know how much goddamn moonshine I drink? No, I mean, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I would never drink such a thing. <laughs> I would Moon recommend I, I would I would recommend some uh, apples with some allspice and stuff because then you can get a jump on instead of just making your apple pie moonshine you can make it with moonshine that you you know put in with apples and everything it's gonna be awesome yeah. <laughs> I always wanted to try strawberries I think strawberries would be a good one too yeah definitely fuck it's almost gonna get me yeah. drinking again we should we should do this show housekeeping <laughs> so that we can get the fuck out of here alright everybody yeah I gotta go get, bury some fucking mason jars <laughs> if you would like to find in all the previous instances where court gave away secrets of the mountain that exist in the show for legion podcast easiest place to do that is legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast you can also just google us we're cinema psyops we're real easy to find and if you type in cinema i think we're still like the fourth or fifth entry on itunes so that feels good yeah that's nice another place that you can find me is our legion discord chat and then here is the rundown for the memes so we can get the fuck out of here first it gets posted to yeah, the come on, we gotta get the memes first it gets posted to the Instagram feed cinema underscore psyops and it gets shared to the Facebook page cinema psyops then to my main page and then to the cinema psyops Facebook group which is all aptly named for the podcast cinema psyops and then about give or take 11 to 12 other places just where it gets to a 13 total of places that those memes are shared so Legion podcast the group also gets it while you're out there hanging in silence waiting for your co-host to give you something to bounce off of for ending the show kick the fuck out of this weekend make it your bitch now my pappy built a still in a clearing on a hill And he turned out 40 gallons every day Folks from here to Istanbul wound up drunkin' in a mule It was also used for gasoline in Pappy Chevrolet Oh, I love that white lightning, did I do? Oh, I love Inside. When he said goodbye, his breath burned on my ear. Then my pap.
smoke in his mouth. He was so full of white lightning that he burned for about a year. Oh, I love that white lightning, did I do? Oh, I love to swing that good old Every night when I go to bed, yeah. What's up? <laughs> I rented out my womb. No, I get to deal those out of you. Yeah, that's the nice, nice and loud and clear and all that. That's, yeah, yeah. I, of course, get to deal those out of people. I mean, what else are you going to do? <laughs> all right. I'm going to record on Zoom on my side because I'm going to get a separate file for each participant. And uh, I found that with the right high-speed internet, um, I don't need to worry about whether or not it's directly recording on your side or not. It's going to pick it up and it's going to be okay. So that takes even more burden off of you and your computer. Hey. Recording in progress. All right. You should have heard it that it said recording in progress. Yeah. I sure did. The meeting being recorded by, okay, I got it. I'm fine. I don't need to leave the meeting. Jesus. (laughs) It has to give you that warning, legally speaking. So um, I'm thinking we do Moonshine Mountain first for obvious reasons. Yeah, I thought that's how it was going to have to be. Yeah, because it's the first episode anyway. And, uh, you know, hopefully I won't get too high to be able to do Color Me Blood Red afterwards. But uh, I think we'll take a little break. I I hope you do. We'll take a little break in between recording the episodes, get like a bathroom break and everything, and then when we're ready to come back, we'll I'll send you another meeting link. How's that sound? Sounds good. Cool. All right, let's go ahead and get this over with. I'm going to start with the intro for Moonshine Mountain. Three, two, one. I'll shut up and we can I'm move sorry, on. I'm sorry. One. No, no, hold on. I made brisket yesterday. It's delicious. All right. We got a delay for sure. Uh, not on my end. I actually just stopped talking, so I don't think there was a delay. Because oh, okay. you've been pretty well set on, on replying to me. <laughs> I, I had just stopped talking in the middle of my sentence because I do that when I was trying to think of a joke. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, anywho, I hate it when I joke myself right out of fucking everything. Oh, idiot. Okay. All right, thank you. Found my place again. Joked my way right out of finding a place. So it's obviously your next clip. Cool. <laughs> Except my dumbass <laughs> just uh, raced it off the board instead We're of hitting kill- the play button. Okay, tell you something. We're all killing it here today. You, me, all of us. We're just killing it. I don't care who fucking nobody knows nothing. <laughs> Grandpa didn't like that boo, so he took off both his shoes and he threw them socks and all into the mash. In the mash. Then my ma, she took a drink and then quicker than a wink, she growed two more toaster and purple and she raised a red mustache. Oh, I love that white Full of booze inside. He said goodbye, his breath pulled off my ear. Then my pappy, he went south with a wick stuck in his mouth. So full of white lightning that he burned for about a year. Oh, I love that white lightning. Need I do? Need I do? Oh, I love to sip that good old There, hanging in silence, waiting for your co-host to give you something to bounce off of for ending the show. I I didn't know where to kick the fuck out of this weekend. Make it your bitch. I'm like, I didn't know where to go. I had no job. I just a blade. You should see my mouth just gaped open. Uh, fuck. Oh no. (laughs) All right, let's uh, end this, and we'll get on to the next one here with a break. So here we go. All right. Yeah. Recording stopped.